You're listening to the Manifest Podcast. My name is Sarah Prout. I'm a best selling author, a creative entrepreneur, and a manifestation expert. Over the last decade, I have inspired millions of people all over the world about emotional empowerment, intuitive wisdom, and heart based healing. So in this show, every single week, I'm going to deliver you a brand new dose of inspiration to connect with the magic of the universe and to manifest your dreams. Are you ready? This is going to be fun. Let's get started. Hello there and welcome back to another episode of the Manifest Podcast. I hope that you are having a lovely day, an amazing day, or perhaps you are you're having not a very great day and that's okay too because if we are spending this time together, that means that at least your heart is open to new and creative and exciting possibilities. So the theme of today's show is how to manifest becoming a published author. And I have so many people that ask me all the time, hey, Sarah, where did you start your journey? So I've never done this before and I thought it would be really fun to really talk about how I got my start in the, the, the realm and the sphere of becoming a best-selling or an international best-selling author. And I have to thank the woman that I met today at my daughter's dance class because she was saying that she has this, this knowing and she received a message that she wanted to write a book. And it got me thinking, well, I so often talk about my books. I'm talking about my books all the time, but I don't talk about the beneath the surface energetics or emotional dynamics and intuitive knowings that are paired with the expansion that is called forth when you know in your heart that it is time to write that book, to publish that book, whether you go down the self-publishing path or the um, traditional publishing path. So today I'm going to dive in. We're going to talk about how to really map out your journey and just where to start because it doesn't have to be complicated. And as human beings, sometimes we get ahead of ourselves and those voices of doubt rise up that dreaded imposter syndrome that says, well, who am I to write a book? And I've had that time and time again. And it's interesting because this morning uh, I was in my husband's office in our house and on the bookshelf, he has the collection of self-published books that we originally did 11 years ago now. And I took one of the copies off the bookshelf and I read my initial chapter that I wrote and I had no idea that it was called Dear Universe, Give Me Strength. And that must have really planted the seeds and the ideas for my best-selling book called Dear Universe. So um, let's go back in my time machine, which I often refer to, <laughs> back to being a little kid and knowing that I wanted to do something creative because being raised by entrepreneurs, my dad is a professional watercolorist and my mom is a children's book illustrator, a musician and a psychic. And so I had like this beautiful, beautiful array of creative influences when I was growing up. And I always knew that I wanted to earn money from my creativity, whether it was through painting or art or um, poetry or not music. I'm not so, I mean, 
my husband says that I'm musical, but I, I don't hear it. I used to play the flute. You know, all of those kind of things add together those right brain activities to create a sense of fulfillment. And for me, this was a key piece that my mother shared with me when I was a little kid. She said, wherever you tend to lose time, meaning time just kind of stands still and you lose track of time and space and, you know, what's on the clock is, is a key indicator that you're doing what you love. And for me, it's either painting or writing. I can be writing for hours and then look up at the clock and go, oh my gosh, what, what happened to the time? The time just flew by. Time flies when you're having fun. And so for me, you know, I'm not, um, I, I often think that I'm not the writer that I want to be because I admire other writers so much, especially in the fiction space. I've always held this dream of writing fiction books, but sometimes I don't think that I, that I can after writing self-help books for so many years now. I don't know whether I could venture into the world of fiction, but we'll see. Never say never, right? I am the manifesting teacher. So I started writing kids' books. I started just writing for fun. I started writing poems. And then it was when I was in my first marriage that I discovered the law of attraction, which really started to make sense in a more um, commercially viable way when I watched The Secret back in 2006, which I know so many people can relate to. I was already a meditation teacher back then, and I was studying with this incredible teacher who was teaching me about these things called mind marvels about manifestation, but I really hadn't put two and two together. I hadn't put together the law of attraction and positive thinking, but this was really a time where I knew that there was an opportunity, and I loved it so much that I could channel that energy into my writings. And I went to this conference oh my gosh, I remember somebody shared with me a PDF. And in that PDF was a link to this woman's conference. And I remember that she was giving away a publishing package to be published alongside famous authors in the teacher in, in the secret, famous teachers of the secret. And of course, I'm I can make friends wherever <laughs> wherever I go. And I made friends with these two women that were sitting next to me that I'd never met before. And so this woman was pulling my name out of a hat and before she pulled all of the names, and this was a room of like a thousand people, I knew that my name was going to be called. I just knew it. I felt it in my bones. And I, I looked to the lady and I kind of looked at her with excitement. And then the lady said, Sarah Prout. And I was like, oh my God, I jumped out of my seat and everybody cheered. And that was really the beginning of me catching a break in the law of attraction, writing, published space. And, and so that chapter was published as an international best-selling compilation book back in, oh my gosh, 2007, I think. And that gave me an idea that I could do that too, right? And I mean, it's not copying somebody. Compilation book models have been around for many years. I mean, look at Chicken Soup for the Soul, for example. And so I thought, well, I'm going to do that as well. And I'm also going to write my own books. And I remember when the lady was taking my details at the back of the room, I said to her, you know, I had a dream recently and I had two wishes. One was that I would become a published author and the second dream would be that I had a little girl and I just had my little girl like six months ago. <laughs> so that was when Olivia was born. So it must have been 2006. And that was really the beginning. And I wrote down in my my journal that I wanted to become a best-selling author. I wrote it down. So for those of you that are interested in 
publishing your works, getting published, being visible for your writing, write it down and claim it. Claim that you want to be a published author, a best-selling author if that's what you want. And so I went through that process of being published, which was awesome, by the way. It was it was great to be able to add that to my title. But I knew that there was something more for me. And I wrote down in the journal that I wanted to manifest a New York-based literary agent. And for me, oh my gosh, for me, that was like, I had no ties to America. I had a few American friends, but I had no way financially uh, or, you know, logically to ever have an excuse to go and visit America. But I wrote it down because the New York literary scene is, you know, that's the hub of the the literary world, right? All of the the top publishers are there and the top literary agents are there. And I thought, well, if I'm going to set an intention, I'm just going to make it so crazy, like it will never happen. And I can probably uh, read to you or show you a screenshot of when I wrote down, I want to be represented by a New York literary agent. It was very specific without knowing the how. I was 26 years old. And then the following year, I was studying journalism. I was doing a double degree in journalism and psychology. And I was also the head of uh, the Student Union Association. And I was learning more during that time about how to create uh, online magazines and how to edit and all of that kind of thing. And I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to put my degree on pause right now because I want to start my own thing. <laughs> and so I started writing ebooks, I started selling them on eBay. Uh, and then I had the idea to create a book compilation series called Sprout the Life You Love, where I would contact and connect with the people that I was starting to meet on social media and offer them a publishing package. And they would uh, invest in having a chapter in the book. And then I would print the, the project and they would get maybe 100 or 200 copies of the book to be able to sell and turn a profit. And so this was great for me. This was a wonderful way to connect with really inspirational women. Um, it was such a fun project to do. And it funded with the profits. I bought my very first computer. I bought my very first MacBook. And I was so proud of myself because remember, I was in a marriage where I felt stuck. This was really the beginning of my independence. And so having, <laughs> having that publishing journey was an incredible gift. And so when I began this publishing journey, I had all of this money from the 30 or so people that all contributed to the book, plus the well-known best-selling authors and teachers from The Secret that were part of this compilation book model. And I remember it was one of the biggest checks that I've ever written after the proofs were done and I designed the cover and I did pretty much all of it myself and I had some editorial help as well. <laughs> I wrote the check and then the books were delivered to my doorstep. And I think there were thousands of books and I opened them up and I looked at the first book and I held it in my hands and I felt so proud of my accomplishment of I did it. Not only am I a best-selling published author because I won that compilation book deal, <laughs> I created my own publishing model. I created my own business and here I am standing with this book in my hands and I opened it up. <laughs> and as I opened it up, what I noticed was a giant ink blot in one of the books. And then I opened up another book and there was an ink blot. And then I opened up 10 more books and there were ink blots. And I thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to give these to the people that have invested in the project when there are giant ink splots in every single one of thousands of books? <laughs> 
And so <laughs> I enlisted my dad's help. My dad's such a trooper. And he came into my house and we sat there and we went through all of the books and about, I think 30% of them were salvageable. And so I got on the phone with the publishing, the printing house. And I'm like, Hey, this isn't any good. This is really bad. Can you please reprint these? You shouldn't be charging people for such poor quality book. And they were, they were pretty great books, actually. It was really a quality production. And then there was some kind of a, a bleed that happened on the plate. And you could see that, like the biggest blot was first and then it was like less severe as like a thousand books passed through. So they rectified the the experience and everything was made right. But that doesn't mean that as an entrepreneur, as an author, it didn't feel extremely scary at the time to think that I hadn't made plans or anticipated that that would happen as a detour. But anyway, it, that was a fantastic experience to go through. But I still in my heart wanted to write books. And so that was back in 2007. And then the next few years after that were a bit of a blur because my marriage dismantled, uh, my social media following started increasing, and I found myself as a single mother living on welfare, which I've spoken about a lot through my journey. And the dream of being a, you know, like a traditionally published author was something that I really held close to my heart. And fast forward, I met the love of my life on Twitter and we had to figure out a way to create a business and to create revenue so that we could build our life together. And so we started the Adventures in Manifesting series where Sean and I created, again, a better and newer and you know bigger and brighter, better improved model of that compilation book model for Adventures in Manifesting. And we published Teachers from the Secret. We published Marianne Williamson and Bob Doyle from The Secret. And who else did we publish? Uh, Vishen Lakiani from Mind Valley. You know, there were these kind souls donated a chapter. So then we could say, hey, if you would like to invest in your chapter, it was really a pay to play model, uh, something that was very popular back then, also known as vanity publishing. But it was done with a lot of integrity behind it. Our whole mission and messaging was around the collective collaboration of these incredible authors that we were attracting into our space. And it took a lot of work. Sean and I were doing 17 hour days and we were, we had this big board in our office where we had the spaces for each book. And every time a new author would sign up for a publishing package, whether they purchased 2000 copies or whether they purchased a hundred copies, we would put on party rock anthem by LMFAO and just dance it out because we knew that there would be a specific profit that meant that we could pay our bills. We could keep the roof over our heads. We could keep the lights on, you know, and we had come from such extreme poverty that this was really building momentum behind the scenes to not only empower other authors with their voice and their mission and message in the world, but we would also offer uh, publishing packages. We had another business that was launched in 2011 called Verbi, verbi.com, V-E-R-B-I-I, where uh, published authors or self-published authors who were doing their own solo projects uh, would come to us for editing, for cover and design and typesetting, and we would print them and send them off. And this was a fantastic business model that we didn't really um, have a passion for in the end because it was so demanding. So there are two roads that you can find yourself on if you want to become a published author. You could go down the, the compilation book model, and there are so many people that still offer that as an opportunity. 
or you could go down the self-publishing path and create your own product. And there are some incredible companies out there that still do that, even though Verbi has now folded. And that, I mean, that's like opening in the archives because I don't think I've even spoken that name in like nearly 10 years. Um, or you can pitch your book proposal to a traditional publisher, or you can get yourself an agent. And this is a really fascinating process because the publishing industry has made many changes over the years and a publishing, a traditional publishing house will look at you in terms of how many people you can sell the books to. So fast forward yet again. So after we had done our, I think we did, what was it? Six or seven adventures in manifesting compilation book models. And we did 250,000 copies of that book that was sold in so many different countries, so many different authors. We had people that were repeat customers that would be in like three of the books. And it was just such a fantastic experience. And so then we made the switch in 2015 to create a sales funnel so I could teach more focusing on manifesting rather than business. And this was an incredible opportunity to uh, up-level my mindset and who I was reaching because that's when our business really started to take off. It was 2015 that was our very first million-dollar year. So just a reminder here that there is no such thing as an overnight success. There's no such thing as an overnight success. So Sean and I, our relationship started in 2010 and we worked tirelessly for five years in different models. Some of the models were sustainable and then we created a sustainable model for this new iteration, this new chapter of teaching manifestation on a more global scale. So we did a million dollars our first year that we that we made that switch and we decided, hey, no more publishing for us for the time being. But I still, as that writer, writing blog posts, writing copy, I still felt like that creative urge to get my book out there. And uh, when was it? Oh, yeah, it was after I had all of the miscarriages. Now, for those of you that don't know my story, I had five miscarriages in a row from 2013 to 2014. And then I got pregnant with Lulu Dawn. So I managed to manifest my miracle baby. And then the very next year I got pregnant with Ava. <laughs> you know, she's my, my, what do I call her? Effortless blessing. And I wanted to write about my experience. So in 2016, I started writing a book called Dear Soul Baby, Dear Soul Baby. And it was about the journey from miscarriage to miracle. And I wrote that manuscript and I thought, I'm going to pitch this to traditional publishers. I'm going to land myself a book deal, which is something I wanted to do traditionally. I just wanted to see what it was like after self-publishing so many different products and getting close with another book deal with a personal development house. Sean and I were writing a relationship course, an ebook um, for Hay House that actually never happened. <laughs> it got to a certain point and then the plug was pulled. So, you know, we got so close. That was about the closest we had been. Um, but I still had that desire to share this information and what I had been through emotionally with writing Dear Soul Baby. So I was writing for probably six or seven months and then I booked myself into a hotel room to complete the manuscript and I did. And then I was like, what now? What do I do? I've written the entire book. 
So then I went to work writing a book proposal and I sent it round to different uh, publishers and agents and I didn't hear anything back. It was like crickets. Now remember, (laughs) more than likely, if you are a writer or an author, getting comfortable with rejection and the uncertainty is part of the process. And I went to this website called Publishers Marketplace and I just started contacting and reaching out to as many people as possible. And uh, I got rejected, got rejected time and time again. And then there was one specific company that was interested in me, uh, a small independent publisher that specializes in spiritual spiritual books and I got close and then ultimately it's like such a long and drawn out process that they read the manuscript and then they rejected it and then I thought well you know what maybe I need an agent so I just let it go at that stage we were working on so many other things and having a newborn baby and all of that two newborn babies well there's 21 months between them but that was a very busy 21 months and then I had the idea to write Dear Universe I remember I was in the shower and I had the thought, well, what if there was a book that had a hundred love-based emotions listed and a hundred fear-based emotions listed, and it was all a connection point with the universe. I remember, and I remember um, telling Sean, getting out of the shower and saying, I just had an idea for my book. And the idea for Dear Universe was a proven, uh, a proven, a proven concept because my Dear Universe picture quotes had been shared millions of times on social media. They were the most popular content that I'd created. And also the title Dear Universe was because the introduction starts on that back step in my garden in, when was it? New Year's Eve, 2008, 2009, where I pleaded with the universe. And I said, Dear Universe, take this loneliness away. I never want to feel this way ever again. And that was the beginning for me. And so I decided instead of writing the whole book this time, I would write a book proposal and I would pitch it and reach out to an agent or agents or publishing houses and see which one would come back to me first. So I sent the Dear Universe book proposal off to publishers and to agents and I heard back from HarperCollins. They were interested. That was a bite. And then the second one I heard back from out of all of the agencies was the top New York literary agency, which I was so thrilled to hear back from. This agent had represented some of the biggest names in the personal development, self-help space, wellness space. And I was signed within two weeks, which was so exciting. This was December, 2018. So remember from that time in 2006, from that time in 2018, that entire gap, from intention to manifestation. Remember that housewife in Melbourne who didn't know how she would ever manifest a top New York literary agent because I had no connections or ties to America. And there it was in that full circle moment. So I never stopped believing that it was possible. It's that I just kept that forward action happening time and time again. And so after I was signed with this agency, and I love my agent, she's amazing. (laughs) Um, It was a time where we had to polish the proposal. And then we would take it out to the New York publishers and see what would come back. And at this stage, by this stage, it was perfect because I had, I had built up quite a following on Facebook and Twitter and all of the social platforms. So they knew that there was traction there. It was like that perfect combination of having critical mass 
so you could see that there's an audience to sell to and a quality product to put out there. And so we polished the proposal and then um, the the people, the editors were all sent, you know, the proposal to come back to us and the meetings were booked. And so Sean and I flew to New York City and we had meetings with, I think, five top publishers, which was incredible. And just going into their offices and meeting in their boardrooms to speak with their editors and marketing teams with my agent and to discuss the idea. We went to Hay House. We went to, uh, where else did we go? HMH. We went to Macmillan. We went to, uh, there was a meeting with Simon and Schuster that we had on the phone. Uh, Hachette was another one. And then Audible. So there were so many different incredible people to connect with. I had to pinch myself because it felt like a dream. It felt like an absolute dream to be in that situation. Sean and I were just buzzing because we had worked so hard to get to that point in time. And so after the meetings, after the meetings are all done, there's like this incubation period and the offers come forward from the publishers if they're interested in in publishing, right? So what happened was that I had to wait, I think it was like a week and a half. And I mean, that time it was like every time the phone would ring or I'd check my email, I'm thinking, oh, is my agent going to let me know what's happening? And it ended up going to auction. It ended up going to auction between, I think, four interested parties. And it was a combined book deal between Hofton Mifflin Harcourt, which is now Harper One, and Audible. And my first advance check, my the offer was for a quarter of a million dollars. I actually think it was $270. It's $270. No, it's $270,000 all up. And I couldn't believe it. And I mean, of course you have to sell those books back before you can start making a profit and they don't pay you all at once. It happens uh, quarterly. But the reason why it's so important to get an agent, if you are interested in becoming a traditionally published author, is because they handle all of the terms and conditions with the contract and you want that. Otherwise, you're, you know, fumbling, right? It'd be so difficult to navigate all of the intricate legalities if you don't understand what to look for, you know, like signing off on what the cover looks like or uh, international distribution rights, uh, copyright law, all of that kind of stuff, payment schedules. This is what an agent's for and it's, I mean, they are, an agent, a good agent will work for you to come up with the best deal that suits you. And so I said yes to this combined deal between HMH and Audible and I got to work. <laughs> so fast forward the production time, the writing time, I was blessed to work with the most incredible editor at HMH. And we had a really great uh, energy of collaboration. He was a fantastic dream to work with. And then the cover design, of course, it was everything that I had envisioned. And what's great is that it's now been translated into, I think, over eight languages. So a fantastic dream to become a published author. I remember the first time I went into a bookstore and I saw it on the shelf. It was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is the dream. This is the dream. And the dream's not over <laughs> because then it was, I think, a couple of years after Dear Universe came out actually no it was the year after and I was scheduled to go back to New York to do the rounds I was I mean Sean and I booked our plane tickets I think we still have a credit with the airline because we didn't end up going <laughs> and I was booked to do that but I had to do all of the meetings on Zoom to pitch the idea for my next book which is called Be the Love 
And so I met with all of the big publishers again via Zoom and the same thing happened and I ended up getting a really great six-figure deal from St. Martin's Press, which is a division of Macmillan, one of the biggest publishing houses in the world. So again, it's about thinking about the message that you have to share with the world. What are you going to leave as your legacy? Because these books, right, they, they circulate throughout library systems and bookstores and secondhand stores and from home to home. If you want to write, I encourage you to write and not think about the end destination because as soon as you feel that that spark within your heart that you are a writer, the universe will conspire to publish your work, whether it is a blog post, whether you create your own published book, you, you self-publish, which is a fantastic avenue to prove the concept as a saleable model if you don't have a social media following. I think that's a fantastic way to do that. So then you can say to an agent, hey, I've sold this many copies of my own on Amazon. And that's even if you do want to do that, because when you get traditionally published, you're really playing the long game in terms of generating an income. It's great for me that I get these royalty checks now because most of the advance uh, I believe has already been paid off, but it took nearly three years to get to that. So really ask yourself, what do you want to do? Are you in it just for um, just for the, the quick injection of revenue or do you really want to create a sustainable legacy that has a ripple effect of impact on the world? There are so many different ways that you can connect with an audience, whether it's traditionally publishing, self-publishing, blogging is great as well. Um, there are just so many different avenues that you can take, but you have to be willing to take the action, take consistent, inspired action and be aware that you won't, <laughs> this is, this is something that I don't tell that many people, but my writing has definitely improved over the years, my confidence in my writing. And what I read now that I wrote two years ago sometimes doesn't land in the way that it does now since I've evolved, since I have changed and grown because we're human beings. But what that does is that it excites me and invites me to continue creating new content. And that's why I record these podcasts. So that's why I create new uh, event experiences or programs or products or that that kind of stuff. <laughs> it is, it's always, and I mean always in all ways, the, the key point to being a creative person is to allow that creativity to blossom and to flow in the areas that you can. You channel that creativity, whether it's artwork or music, whatever is creative for you, and keep believing in the journey. Your journey will probably look very different from mine. And I mean, I think of J.K. Rowling, right? She got rejected. I think it was like 26 times before Harry Potter was a bestseller. When you get rejected, you just use it as an opportunity to get stronger. Rejection doesn't mean it's the final destination. I mean, if I'd given up after every time that I was rejected or I was told I was no good or I felt mortally embarrassed because um, I had misspelled something, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't be here. And as I'm recounting this, I also remembered that I skimmed over my very first traditional publishing deal and I can't believe that I just blanked out and missed it. So for those of you that are still listening and you know my story, 
it was 2009 that I landed a traditional publishing deal with Wiley after I did my first compilation book model. So this was between meeting Sean <laughs> and starting the Adventures in Manifesting series. So, it, I mean, this this was the the lineage. It was the winning the publishing package at that personal development conference for, I think it was The Path to Success was the compilation book. And then I did the Sprout the Life You Love compilation book. And then I was approached by Wiley to write The Power of Influence, the easy way to make money online. And they gave me $5,000 for my very first book advance because I had a social media following. And so that book is now painfully out of date because it talks about uh, social media platforms back then and how I built my following connecting with people. Um, so that was Wiley. And that was a huge opportunity. Can't believe I forgot that. And then there was the Adventures in Manifesting book series. And then there was uh, the opportunity that didn't happen when we had an ebook that was said to be published by Hay House, but didn't happen. And that was fine. And then Dear Universe in 2019. And now I can't believe that the pub date is a few months out, but it is for Be the Love, Seven Ways to Unlock Your Heart and Manifest Happiness. And so that is my publishing journey. I hope you found this helpful. I hope you found it informative. And I really encourage you to check out websites like Publishers Marketplace. Publishers Marketplace is a great place to uh, look at the agent directory, even look up the publishers that you would dream about being published by, and even literary agencies and look them up, look at for their um, contact info, reach out, see if they're taking submissions, and then set yourself a deadline to reach out and just put all of those lines in the water and see what magic you can manifest. I'm just so excited for you on your journey. Uh, so that's it from me for today. Thank you so much for being here. Lots of love and see you soon, I guess, or hear from me soon. You haven't seen me because this is an audio podcast. Anyway, <laughs> time for me to leave. All right. I love you. Thank you so much for being here. I just wanted to include one more thing here before you go. If you are listening, still listening, you must be really, really interested in this topic. But I wanted to say that I set an intention on New Year's Eve that I would manifest an international best-selling book deal. And that was only 10 days before the editor of Wiley reached out to me. So just again, set those goals and those intentions and you never know how the universe will respond.